Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. It's time to dive for treasure. <laughs> yeah. Musical instruments, I guess, are treasure. For our new friend. <laughs> yeah. We must cement the friendship. So we are back once again with our uh, our heroes, the Silver Ravens, continuing to do good throughout the city, having most recently involved themselves in a barroom brawl. Yes. Which is definitely a good thing to sure. do, you know. I mean, we stopped further barroom brawls, so yes. Yeah, that's true. With the exception of Adria, you limited property damage. True. true. Adria was the only person to purposefully break a chair. <laughs> I did break a chair. <laughs> well, I think I kicked a chair toward people that probably damaged it. It may have. Yep, you had made your way to Clinch Jaws Tavern to deal with the... Uh, the odd string of violence occurring at the tavern, and then were subsequently drawn into the string of violence when a barroom brawl broke out after you guys had done some socializing and learned some stuff about uh, weird happenstances where people kept saying they kept hearing, you know, seeing people that they weren't expecting to see there or hearing people insult people, and uh, general tomfoolery ensued. And by that, I mean rampant property damage. Victoria also had an opportunity to meet up with uh, Morgar, a friend of hers from the Dutari. At the very least, an acquaintance. But now he's renegade on his yep. own. He's Former member of the Dutari. Renegade interrupt. Boom. Yep. <laughs> a fight had ensued as the bar had broken into a, a massive barroom brawl. Everyone had uh, started kung fu fighting. And then following that, <laughs> you had followed the butterfly type creature that you'd seen into the back rooms and had learned that it was, in fact, a fairy dragon. Formerly. cute of the Thrashing Badger Tavern until it was burned down. And now, hoping to uh, liven things up at this new place that he's calling home, which is otherwise generally boring as far as he's concerned. Mm -hmm. It's not that type of establishment, good sir. But yep. Vindelfeck had uh, spoken with you. You had managed to um, convince the the boisterous Fae to, mm -hmm. uh, to join the Silver Ravens. But we have to go find as much of his hoard as we can in the ruins of the other tavern. Yep. The thrashing we also badger. need to like build him like an obstacle course or something so <laughs> that he doesn't just absolutely destroy Laria's coffee oh, shop. He man. needs enrichment activities. <laughs> I love that we have like and we go down and everybody's like, oh man, this is such a cool secret lair. They open it up and like the entire roof of it is just like those little hamster wheels. Uh, oh yeah, you know, there you go. With, like little like ferret tunnels and stuff of him just like zooming around. <laughs> he, he is a dragon. I don't I don't know if you know that would be <laughs> insulting to a dragon. We just bring well, him logic puzzles. Ask him. <laughs> like ask him, hey, would you like a little thing? I don't know upstairs? if he'd be, he seems the kind of, the, what, he seems kind of action oriented. So that's why <laughs> I was like, give him like, you know, a little race course. Mm. However, the silver ravens had then split up with three of the ravens making their way back to the Long Roads coffee house to escort their new friend home mm -hmm. in the form of Cesare, Lucia, and Adria. And two of the ravens staying behind in the form of Niccolo and Vittoria to clean up the mess left at Clint's Jaws. It's true. We even got, I think, some watered down wine for our trouble. You did. did yeah. yeah. <laughs> and hopefully Clint's Jaws will now be more peaceful. Yes. Fingers crossed. That is the hope. We, we can't, you know, factor in just people being people but you know true, at least true. now there is not a fairy dragon yeah. adding to the animal there's not a supernatural powder keg <laughs> yeah he's he's raised prices enough to cover the occasional bar brawl so 
I suppose as we begin, our heroes split into two groups. Vittoria and Niccolo, as we established at the end of the previous episode, you exit out of Clinchjaw's Tavern. Step down the well-worn wooden steps that lead up to the front door. I imagine bid farewell to one another as Vittoria turns to make her way back north, back towards her home over her own coffee shop, Pietros. And Niccolo has the long walk back to Devil's Nursery. That was a heck of a fight, I'd say. Can't say that I've been in many bar brawls, but uh, it was exhilarating and a bit strange. <laughs> well, you held your own very well for somebody who's never really done one before, so good job there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Nicolo smiles. Just reminds me of younger days, I'd say. Mm. Uh, anyway. My younger days were mostly school. How old is Nicolo? Uh, he's 28, so, I mean, he's not, like, old, but he's... He's an old soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know... Well, to, to be fair, you're an adult at 15, so he's almost been yeah. an adult as long as he's been a, as he was a kid. Mm. Moreover, I mean, for, for Nicola, you know, it's like somebody in their 20s looking back on their teenage years and going, man, I was such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sorry, any teenage listeners. Yeah, well, I you'll mean, you'll understand. understand. You'll, you'll, you'll understand, understand when you're older. Yeah, you'll get it. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll open my closet and see those pair of Jinko jeans I still have and go, hmm, what was I thinking? Uh, yeah. I think your first thought is, huh, I wonder if those still fit. Jinko jeans, <laughs> of course jeans. they do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Until I got that promotion, that desk job they did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're going to be all right getting home? I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. I spend a lot of time wandering about in the dark. Nicola shrugs again. I figured as much, but it seemed polite to offer. Then, till tomorrow. He we'll gives you, you a small salute and begins walking off. Doria probably watches him go just a little bit, just to make sure that he's actually heading that way, because she's suspicious and is like, maybe he's doing something else that I would be interested in going to help out with. But if he actually heads toward the bridge, then she goes home. <laughs> Niccolo can't sleep without a little late-night skullduggery. Well, considering that the uh, the entrance to the bridge is uh, about 75 feet away from the uh, the front door of Clinch yeah. Jaws, you can immediately tell whether or not he's going that way. Yeah. It wouldn't take me super long to get there, probably about 12 seconds or so. <laughs> the two of you split, both of you making your way home. Uh, unaccosted, if not uh, somewhat bothered, in the case of Vittoria, as you're making your way north and by the shipyard and by the cat call of drunken sailors with no place better to go since they burned down one of the taverns. Ah, uh, well. Probably shooting course. them a few glowering looks and uh, confident that you could deal with uh, any drunken a-hole that stumbles his way over. She probably makes sure makes sure that her sword is visible. It deters a majority of people. In Niccolo's case, you turn, make your way across Bleak Bridge. Being a tiefling out after dark, under the constant watch of numerous guardsmen, stopped twice to ask where you're going before you manage to finally make your way back to Devil's Nursery where you see zero Datari. Yay. Before making your way back towards your home. Our other three ravens, you left close to about an hour or so before Vittoria and Niccolo had finished their cleanup. Made your way from Clinch Jaws again past the shipyard, passing by the not quite as drunk as they will eventually be when they're catcalling Vittoria, <laughs> drunken sailors. Nice. 
I just imagine Adria going, "Hey, we're walking here." Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and just looking very disapprovingly at the cat calls in his general direction, like, "Ew." Raven wonders why they call them cat calls. <laughs> I imagine you probably skirt wide around the uh, the dock, since again, if you're looking for any place that's going to be dangerous after dark, it's the dockyard. Mm. And while all of you are more than capable and such, I imagine not necessarily seeking out danger right now, particularly trying to keep an eye on a fairy dragon flitting around in the sky somewhere above you. Oh, right. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Instead, making a wide circuit, uh, passing just south of the uh, Nightways Gate in the Newt Market before making your way towards the Long Road's Coffee House. I can only imagine for a moment Lucia glancing up the road, ascending up the hill towards the Greens and the noble district pulling her hood a little lower at the yep. distant sight of noble guards along the battlements and walls separating the rich district which is actually completely enclosed in walls from the rest of the city yeah considering uh correct me if i'm wrong but lucia didn't bother using a pseudonym nope <laughs> she's working on a costume though. that would have been a really good idea actually i should have done that <laughs> See, this awesome. is what we're talking about with oh teenagers. <laughs> I, I play a teenager well, thank you very much. <laughs> I, at least I didn't do the thing where oh, it's dear. like, the, hey, what's your name, kid? And you're just like, they like look around, they're like, Clock Posta. My name is Clock Posta. <laughs> <laughs> you continue your way, eventually reaching Filigree Park and across from that, the Long Roads Coffee House. You can see the construction project that you'd noticed previously in Villagree Park is continuing as they seem to be building some sort of platform. Oh, hmm. no. That's probably I a bad sign, yeah. like that. Who knows hmm. at this point? So that's right, I the mean, site doesn't necessarily seem uncommon to you having survived the chill of civil war. Don't you live around here? Did they not let people know, uh, you know, when they're doing civil pro projects or building stuff, like what it is? I haven't seen any sort of notice at the university, so... Cesare to be fair, uh, we live in a tower at the school, so we don't actually pay for, like, an HOA or anything like that that would have possibly given us HOA a HOA is a, just a scam. <laughs> I mean, and they would in the greens, because, like, you know, rich people are very particular about this kind of stuff, but I don't think they really care as much around here. This ain't know? the poor part, I tell Well, no, but it's people that are intimidated by the gods, I'd imagine. I'm gonna make a society check. Like the idea of Raven making a society check. <laughs> Do I even have society? I think I might. There we go. Oh, I actually have a, I, I have, I'm trained I think society. we all have pretty okay society. Technically, the park is owned by the city. They can do whatever they want. Well, sure, but, you know, if it was something great coming in, you'd think they'd advertise it. <laughs> well, look at it this way. They might think it's great, you know? Look over to the and see whether or not there's a... <laughs> It seems like they're putting trap doors in the floor on this platform. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. We should either, burn this thing to the ground. Either it's very bad or very good if it's going to be a magician stage play. Ooh. <laughs> time for some awesome. Are they really putting a trap door in there or is that just you being facetious? Do you wish to approach the platform? Yep. I want to check it out now. I'm very curious. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're just going to look. We're just walking. My question is, are you entering Villagree Park? Oh, sure. See, we're, we're walking through it anyway. We might as well. I was going to say, and it's a public park. If we stop some muggers, that's great, too. I mean, you know how you know how crime is bad in parks at night, you know? Yeah, exactly. We'll jog. Everybody put your headphones in. Let's go jogging around the park. We're not trying to get robbed. 
This is not some kind of weird sting operation. <laughs> it is Cesare now. is not trained in athletics. He's not jogging anywhere. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, to be fair, I'm untrained in athletics as well. Neither of you are trained in athletics? But nope. weirdly, I'm trained in acrobatics. So I'm very trained in acrobatics. I'm also not trained in athletics. I'm with you. But yes, I'll... we're going to enter Villagre Park and... Yeah. Uh, I Almost guess here approach Nicola closer and see what's going distance. on. Well, it's on the way. It's not like we're going out of our way. No. Our spider sense is tingling. Oh, gosh. The others are doing something they shouldn't be doing. Jessica's concern <laughs> is having visions of Galt. I was just yeah, more, was, uh, was, everyone's was untrained in uh, uh, athletics. And equally just like, I'm actually pretty good at that. Sorry. I'm <laughs> trained, but my, my bonus is still not great. Mm. Is this a detour entirely necessary when we have a fairy dragon flying up above us? the fairy dragon probably is safest going through the park instead of through, you know, No, you, you guys are literally in front of Long Road's co Coffee uh -huh. House. Yeah, like, we're going. It's fine. So you would have to turn from Long Road's <laughs> Coffee House into Villagree Park, so basically you're backtracking at that point. But... Oh. It'll take, like, five seconds. Uh, approaching the platform, you can see that it is a large wooden platform uh, built to built up to a height of approximately eight feet. Uh, roughly 20 feet across, maybe 15 feet in overall depth. Hmm. Uh, looking it over and making a secret check for your craft. Okay, it looks like this just just for announcements and stuff. I don't see any. Uh, I don't see any trapdoors. I don't see. Uh, they they don't seem to be making a gallows. They wouldn't put the gallows right outside the academy. That would be in a different section of town. Oh, I don't know. Uh, isn't it those smarty pants intellectuals that always stir up the trouble? I mean, if you want, it depends on who you're trying to intimidate. Right? Oh, you I put guess it that's near true. them so that they can see who you're hanging. Anyway, it seems like it ain't for that anyway, so it's all good. It's all fine. Oh, that's good. Maybe there it's going to be another proclamation, though. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure. There's a little part of me that's like, did you fail that check? <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part. We don't know. I know. And so it's just like, hmm. Well, we know where it is. We can come back in a few days and see if they've added a gallows to the it's, top of it's it. A, it's a yeah. little concerning that they put that like right across the street from our uh, secret, secret hideout. hideout. <laughs> like they knew where I. Oh, out we could there. just be like, okay, fairy dragon. If this becomes a gallows, burn this sucker down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, lo I love that you. they're about to like they're about to like put the nooses around people and you just see like the little breath go and everybody go starts beating each other up. Well, or they could just be invisible and come and like bite through the rope. At least bite it enough to weaken it so that when they drop it down, they just drop. Brazil I3 prefers squashation anyway. Uh, That's right. I suppose That's you guys true. turn and make true. your way back to the uh, Long Roads Coffee House. Make your way down the side alleyway, knock on the delivery door back in the alleyway, which is less noticeable than the front door, considering the coffee house is closed by this point. Mm. A slit in the door set about three feet opens up. A pair of eyes glance up at you from said slit before the door opens and Laria waves you inside, glancing out into the steadily growing darkness before uh, allowing you entrance within. Well, back so soon. Does Vindelfec fly down? If you keep her from closing the door, yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. small blue dragon flutters down, pops in. Adrian's like, we recruited another one. Well, that's not exactly what I was expecting for to end my day with, but uh, I suppose that's... Vindelfekia hmm. had quite the audition. Yep, I am Vindelfek, sometimes referred to as Vindelfek the Great. <laughs> we picked him up over at uh, Clinch Jaws. He used mm -hmm. to work it's with the roses of Kintargo. Do you know what happened to the cults? Oh, the roses? Uh -huh. Locked in the building and that was set on fire. Well, they slipped through a trapdoor into the water, so... Some of yeah. them might have survived. It's possible. We're gonna anyway, so I live here now. 
And Vindelfeck, this is Alaria. This is her this is her coffee house. And you don't live here, love. You live under. You can oh, live downstairs, yeah. but uh I don't exactly need a, a is he a pseudo dragon? What is this? He's a You see a snort of glitter <laughs> shoot oh, out of the nose of the oh, dragon. Gosh. Oh gosh. He is in fact a full uh dragon. Just a smaller version. He is a compact fairy dragon. I will mention that I am large for my kind. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. And we're hoping that, uh, you know, he can hang out with uh, Rexus and uh, I'm sure he can cause all sh- sorts of mischief, but for good, you know. Well, I didn't mean any offense, Noble Drake. I am not one to judge someone based on their size. So we'll find some uh, some place for you downstairs. Do you like coffee beans? All of you, I imagine, consider for a moment giving and caffeine to this dragon. No, like that is no. a spell. Like, we're, we're all like subtly making the X nay on the coffee. A. Adrian's like, it's her coffee shop. She can do what she wants. It's a shame. I've just run out of coffee. I don't know how that happened. She watches the dragon trot past. I suppose that Adrian leads the way to the trap door, kind of glances up towards Cesare. I'll make sure it's decaf. <laughs> that, uh, that is probably wise. Alrighty, let's uh, let's go introduce you to um, Rexus. I wonder if he's down here. I don't know where else would he be. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the three of you hear a sound like something collapsing. No, Uh-oh. no. This cacophonous crash and feel a reverberation come up through your feet. All right, we hurry. Laria we hustle. We hustle. jolts rushing forward as I imagine all of you rush to the trap door, throw this open, and slide down the ladder into the basement. Oh, somebody saw us enter. What? You reach the basement, throw open the secret door, step out into the hallway. Down the length of the hallway past the Stormwater Shrine, you can see a single lantern, as if someone else had just recently rushed out. A small plume of dust obscures the end of the passageway, and oh, you can hear oh. Rexus's voice in urgency, but not panic. A controlled, almost ordering yeah, let's, you uh, hear the cause of what sound to be large avians. Well, those are our girls. More starts of concern. And a soft cooing sound as you rush down the distance and see a section of the wall closest to the entrance into the storage area has collapsed. Oh, no. The Fushi sisters, three of them, are in the process of dragging a fourth out from underneath the collapse. <sighs> and oh, Rexus no. is doing his best to support her leg, which seems to be bent at a rather violent angle. Blood oh, seeping out from between the scales on her long avian leg. Jeez. Rexus looks back over in concern. It's good, you're here. I don't know what... I don't know what happened. She's bleeding. Is, is Vittorio or... I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Uh, Adria starts opening her mom bag and ruffling around for her first aid kit. Uh, you will need to make a medicine check. This is administering first aid. So it's going to be a double check. Uh, you've got your healer's tools with you, so. Mm-hmm. Aha! Wow, okay. Oh, that's probably not. I got a nat 20, which is a 28. All right. 28. That's a good start. I'm always you... concerned when I roll a nat 20 at the beginning of an episode that I'm going to die at the end of it. Oh, no. <laughs> you calm down. Just rush forward, pat Rexus on the uh, the arm as he steps back. Set about work as you calm down the Tengu trap, which you can immediately recognize. Hmm. Having to kind of shoo away all of her sisters as okay, they immediately okay, begin okay. to crowd around space. her. Space. As Adria sets about, Rexus steps over 
brushing the dust off of himself as the cloud continues to spread, looking over and standing next to Lucia and Cesare. You don't know what happened. I, I don't. I was reading in the back. I heard the collapse and I, I came running. Trep looks over wearily, a little glassy-eyed in her gaze. I was just walking by. I, I didn't I didn't touch anything. I might have brushed the wall. It looks like a section of the wall, maybe about four feet across and some eight foot high, just slid and collapsed down. Well, that's not bad. As if the mortar just gave way. Cesare will tentatively approach the wall. Be careful, I don't want to patch you up next. The other Tengu take a half step back as Cesare begins to approach that. Uh, Niccolo and Vittoria are just like sweeping away. <laughs> yep. Well, I'll While send our secret myself face a raven. literally collapses around us. I'll send a raven if it seems important. <laughs> we should have checked this place was up to code before we set up our secret know, base right? here. Yeah. That was your first mistake. The problem with we... being chaotic is we don't think about building codes. Would Chesare like to make a craft or a perception? Uh, let's. Well, my crafting's higher. Let's start with that. Cesare, you make your way forward. Look this over. Kneel down. Look over the construction. Again, this structure is ancient, mind you. This being what was once probably the ground floor of a building until more building was just built on top of it. You kneel down. Brush away some of the rubble down near the bottom of the wall. Lucia, you watch as he kind of tenses up and Adria finishes bandaging. Fortunately, while the bone is probably cracked, it did not break. Which is saying something considering that, again, the Fushi sisters have hollow avian bones. Mm. Okay, looks like you're going to be okay. Uh, there are tool marks. Maybe sabotage. Seriously? On which side? Sabotage? On which side? Yeah. Uh, this is a central wall. So from what you can see, again, this section of the wall collapsed. Basically, the face of the wall collapsed. So there's still the foundation on the other side, but all the brickwork just dropped down into the room. Uh, How would you even get to this without, like, it's not like this place is abandoned. I mean, that could possibly have been from when this place was a temple of Calistria. There's a great many options. Can Adria look it over there and see if maybe if there's like, maybe we check this whole place. That's actually what I, what Lucia is going to do is start checking all the walls for, you know, missing or rotten mortar or anything like that. Like anything that looks like, I mean, she has no craft or anything, but just anything that looks like it could be out of place. Would you like to use craft or perception? I would like to use perception because I actually have that. I would also like to use perception because it's better than my craft. And this was used as a smuggler's den. It could be possible it was a trap placed in case the authorities found it. True, but wouldn't Laria have told us there was a trap down here? Unless she didn't know. Did you know this was a, was gonna fall over? No, I've used this place down here for years. I've never had any issues with any collapse or anything. Hmm. Now, mind you, this is mortar here, and it's damp. Yeah. It's possible that time just could have eroded something, but uh, no, I don't know why anyone... Unless maybe Nam did something while he was down here, but that seems unlikely also. Is there anything in the wall? Looking behind it? No, it's just the foundation on the other side of this. If it seems stable, Cesare will start stacking up the fallen bricks just so they're not all over the place and at trip hazard. Lucia, you circle around. Uh, it takes you about an hour or so, but you eventually get back. Mm. 
No, I mean, I don't see any other areas, but, I mean, we could shore it up, I guess. I don't know anything about that, but I'm assuming that's a thing you can do. Kian, uh, I don't think these mocks that you found here, uh, Cesare, are uh, intentional or anything, so I guess that's good. We definitely need to do some repairs. I don't suppose anyone is skilled in masonry. I mean, nope. I got crafting. <laughs> <laughs> I've done Technically, before, crafting that's covers all it. of it. Yeah, crafting's crafting. Yeah, weirdly, crafting is crafting, so... Unfortunately, the one person that I knew that was actually pretty good at bricklaying is, uh, you know, I think he lives in Riddleport now. Yeah, that's not going to be any good. And, uh, we can't exactly hire, uh, contractors to come down here. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Bullock, I know a guy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll get lucky and someone who joins the rebellion is a builder of some sort. Well, if nothing else, I mean, we could probably patch it up good enough. If it helps, I'll add it to the questionnaire. If we sure. think about the 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 mortar, and you said it's getting damaged by water, what do they use on boats to make like the wood not rot? If we get some of that, they use wood, and then they uh... covered in tar. Yeah, I was gonna say like a varnish, but not quite. So we could get some tar. Well, that might be a no, suspicious. Uh, Poppy has bringing in a bunch of tar, so never mind. You know what tar smells like? <laughs> Corvus snaps her beak. I'm not going to live down here if this place is covered in tar. Agreed. One, it just seems like a death trap. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, because Lucia yeah, has, like, has well, probably never yeah. smelled tar in her life and doesn't realize it's disgusting. Cesare sighs. <laughs> uh, we'll do what we can to fix it, shore it up, but none of us are professionals, so he shrugs. Eh, we'll figure it out. Where do we get concrete? Or the Galarian equivalent of the whatever they use. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've got guilt lore. I could probably figure out where to get the materials. fairy dragon whips his tail back and forth. Well, uh, definitely more exciting place than I was expecting to stay. Hey, well, there you go. <laughs> and I promise you, I'm not responsible for that. He well, says, well, pointing with the claw. You were with us the whole time. Right, I was with you the whole time. Maybe someone should warn him about the uh, occasional crocodile problem. <laughs> uh, he's a that dragon. would be exciting be to him. I was going to say, that would probably be super exciting. So I guess we do some introductions. Yep. Uh, we pull Rexus aside and are like, okay, so you got to keep him busy or things are going to get wild. <laughs> yep. And by wild, we mean bar brawls. <laughs> <laughs> and Rexus is going to lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I imagine you guys, once you finish up with that head off, probably a little concerned about the stability of your hideout now. I'll send a no, raven to uh, Nicolo to be like, hey, uh, are you a uh, bricklayer by any chance? Question mark. To Nicolo's house, I assume. Yes, yeah. yes. Nope, directly to Nicolo. Wherever he is, yep. the raven appears. You know where he is. <laughs> You're fine. Nicolo can send a message back that basically uh, to, um, to Atria's shop that basically says, I've done bricklaying before. I wouldn't consider myself an expert, but if you need me to do some, I can. Cool. We're working that social network. Lucia, yeah. we got to send your bird back. <laughs> okay. Tell him we'll work on it. It's in our hideout. Tell him uh, we'll work on it at the coffee shop. Oh, neat. <laughs> There's no response back, but uh, you know, yeah. Nicolo just says, oh, neat. <laughs> I imagine you all return back to your homes, rest up for the evening, awaken the following day. Mm-hmm. It is a beautiful autumn day in Cantargo. I imagine all of you set about going about your regular daily tasks, since I think uh, all of you are planning on earning income. I'm so. training Lucia in how to run the shop. I'm learning how to count. I'm how to count money and change for the first time in my life. I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, yep, that's what I got. I have no crafting. 
Lucia has zero. no way to make money. <laughs> well, you can you can make money as an untrained laborer. <laughs> yeah. It how just about street not performing? How, how does street performing work? I will leave that to your prerogative. If the missing daughter of one of the most prominent noble houses yeah. of the family wants to stand out on a street corner and draw attention to herself, that is your prerogative. I do have a plus seven deception. I could disguise myself. That is yeah. also your prerogative. It's a secret check. I Don't can we have a hat of disguise? Oh, yeah, I have a hat of disguise. No, that's there's a time limit on that. Oh. It's not just like forever. Um, it's the, it's like the lesser know, version of uh, wear a mask or something. Oh yeah, know? a costume. Maybe. Go talk to, to the guy and get a costume. That is that is the deception check to see whether or not she can both disguise herself and considering that you know maybe some of the maybe some of her family's guards are out, disguise her voice, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. So for simplicity's sake, I'm going to say that all of you are going about earning income. Uh, we can touch base with Jordan later and figure out exactly what he's doing or if he's just untrained laboring that stuff. Sorry, is she actually in Adria's household day, or is she off doing something else? Mm. I mean, I can make money as, like, the cashier of your shop, but I don't know if you make enough income for both of us, you know? Well, I can also make money in my own shop. <laughs> this is what I do. Yeah, you know what? Let's not worry about the deception and everything. I'll just be an untrained laborer and be, pro and be broke forever. That's fine. You're a teenager. Yep. <laughs> it builds character. <laughs> so, the day passes as I suppose all of you go about your regular daily schedule. Cesare teaching class, Vittoria serving coffee, contemplating all of her uh, her new additions to her springboard. Well, and going to class. And going to class also, um, as you do have some courses with your, uh, your professors today. Niccolo making his way to the uh, Clovenhoof Society, trying to arrange, trying to find people to fill a new opening for... Masonry? <laughs> Masonry. Well. <laughs> yes. uh, I was going to say, untrained laborers for shipwrights as there's a new ship construction going on. Oh, okay. So, more or less doing your whole, I find people to do things. Adria mm -hmm. working a shop, apparently. Lucia trying to learn basic math. So, ten of these equal ten of these? I've never even seen this. What is this? It's a copper. Oh. I've been, okay, come on. I've been using <laughs> copper pieces to go across. Thank you. What? I just enjoy the fact yeah, that you, you just thought that. golds were coppers. You had that revelation last week, okay? <laughs> I wasn't born yesterday, just five days ago. Copper was a myth. Mm. What is money? What is that? What even is that? I've it... got 63 of these. No, those are cents. Those 100 of those make $1 and you owe me 130. <laughs> well, this just doesn't seem fair. <laughs> yeah. The day passes. Cesare. Yep. You're in your last class of the day. That would be uh, El the Elvish Language 1 course. Elvish Language 1. Very well. Mm -hmm. You're teaching syntax to uh, your <laughs> elven students. Your students aren't elven. They're just students of an students elven class. <laughs> yes, all the half-elven boys because they can't get into Lady Decorah School for Girls. <laughs> <laughs> you finish your class. There's a sharp rap at the door as the students are filing out. This young man, probably no more than about 13 or 14, obviously not a student here, wiggles his way through, makes his way forward, wearing a bright red livery. <laughs> Chesare raises an eyebrow. May I help you? Professor Nightbloom? Nightbloom, yes. He extends a letter towards you. Chesare takes it. He smiles, turns, walks out. Raven trots her way over. 
that good news or bad news. Cesare will open. (laughs) Cesare will open the letter, and just to save time, tilt it so Raven can read it at the same time. (laughs) Makes things simpler. Open the letter. You find a lavender-colored note. Hmm. One, with an invitation time to make your way to the Devil's Threads. Two, with two tickets to the three-legged devils apparently burlesque show that will be going (laughs) to specify gentlemen's burlesque. (laughs) Yes. Interesting. Well, this should be fun. Why aren't we here so we can follow him on the date? I know, right? It's almost like Hedeman has class. Uh, (laughs) How dare he have class and discretion? <laughs> it's right. true. Raven, I think you're going to stay home for this one. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <sighs> Hopefully, you don't need me for awesome magical power. <laughs> Cesare sighs and scratches her behind her ear the way she likes it. I don't want to be jealous. I'm not jealous. I do expect a fine meal upon your return, though. <laughs> fine meal. Cesare tries to hide the smirk because that'll just make it worse if she notices it. (laughs) Because I feel like I need to draw attention, and Cesare does succeed. The Three-Legged Devil is a uh, dance hall. Mm -hmm. Kind of sometimes combination quasi-brothel music venue and tavern. Oh my god, that's amazing. Known for its its more risque performances. Is this Cesare's bag, though? I feel like Cesare may not be... this This is not his normal Saturday night activity, right? It's definitely not this as a normal this Monday night. This is a test to see how Cesare can hang, though. You know? Oh, yeah. Cesare was rebellious in his youth. I'm sure he's seen things ago. like this before. Yep. Uh, in the meantime, I suppose, uh, Cesare, you get ready to make your way to the Devil's Threads to, uh, to yeah. get your fine clothing for the evening. Yep. The rest of the day finishes up. Niccolo, you finish up at the Clovenhoof Society. Turn back to the streets. Make your way through the, uh, the hopefully safer city streets of the Devil's Nursery. There is not an instantaneous transformation to this place. Everyone is very quick to try to get home as the sun begins to set. Does he pass Cesare on his way to his state? (laughs) No, they would be nowhere near one another. Oh, y'all aren't spying on me. Sad. I mean, Niccolo probably wouldn't. It's like, just let him have his time. Come on. Um... (laughs) But uh, I assume the the very least we haven't heard of any other murders or anything, right? You did not last night, and Straya is keeping her ears out for anything yeah. that implies that there might be a continuation or redoubling of the efforts to deal with the uh, the typhling problem in the city. I figured the answer was no, but you know I had to ask. So, upon arriving home, you navigate the rickety stairs leading up towards your loft, hmm. one bedroom apartment. Probably take a look out over the city briefly again. It's a nice view, at least. It is a beautiful scenic view. It's got that whole Aladdin thing going where it's a really crappy place to live, but you got a great view. (laughs) (laughs) My apartment has shrunk two inches since last time I was here. (laughs) (laughs) Opening the door, trying the door, you find the door unlocked. Opening the door and glancing inside, you find a tiny halfling woman. uh, Elderly tiny halfling woman standing on a stool near your rather simple stove cooking away as she turns and smiles towards you as you I suppose enter. Mama, what are you doing here? She'll close the door behind them. Do I need an excuse to come and see my son? Well, no, of course not but I just wasn't expecting you. I had some extra lentils. 
She points to the bubbling soup. Well, they are good for me, I hear. Hmm. Well, you set the plates and I'll get ready. I'd heard some uh, exciting and disturbing things in the mm. wind recently. Nikola smiles, probably a little sadly, but also, you know, begins to set the plates up. Is mom about to get on to him for being a troublemaker? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, no. She finishes with the soup, uh, climbs down from the stool, swatting your hand away, as I imagine you probably try to help her down. Since, again, she's... Is she 100? I know she's, she's close. I think she's over 100. She's a little over 100. I mean, she is pushing it for a halfling. Um, climbs down from her stool, still manages the pot despite her age as she pulls it over to the uh, the table. She is willing to let you lift it up onto the table since the table is tifling sized. Yeah. She hops up into the chair across from you. Hop being an exaggeration. Would you like uh, Would you like some wine? I actually came into it yesterday uh, helping out over at Clinchjaws. I, I wouldn't say no. You're working over at Clinchjaws now. Well, working is a relative term. Um, there was... There were things going on. That's... She stirs the soup, waiting for it to cool, stares across the steaming table towards you. It's part of what I wanted to talk to you about. Now, you know, I am as aware as anyone else of the dangers of this city. The ghosts over at Humbright House are acting up more than ever. Mm. I know how dangerous it can be. You're, of course, aware that there are no ghosts of Humbright House. That's just a common yeah. statement for weird sounds coming from the creepy abandoned orphanage. Yep. <laughs> I really want to check these places out. Straya checked in on me. She says that you're getting yourself involved in affairs outside of the nursery. Things have gotten worse out there, Mama. They have. And you feel like you need to do something. Somebody has to do something. I just figured, why not me? I'm here. I could do something. You know that I still hold to my old beliefs. I grew up on the tells and glory of the last Aslanti. Were he not to have died, I would have been a priest. But as it stands, I know that things don't always work out. And sometimes you can't change the storm, but only weather it. But she reaches across, requiring you to reach the majority of the distance so that she can pat your hand. <laughs> I, I will do so, though, dutifully. I won't fault a man for saving drowning sailors regardless of the storm. But no, it is not your responsibility to fix all of these problems. But I'm so glad that you're trying to help people. Thank you. Don't take all the weight on your shoulders. You slouched too much already. <laughs> <laughs> nice. If it makes you feel any better, I've made some new friends, as it were. Friends? Yeah, she I smiles. Know. I'm surprised as well. <laughs> I'm not surprised that you have friends, but... Uh, I know it's been difficult since before. Mm, yes, but um, there's some nice people. Um, I hope perhaps mm -hmm. you'll get a chance to meet them one of these days. Recipe swap. Recipe <laughs> 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 swap. She smiles, takes a sip of her soup, slyly glances back towards you. Are there any interesting friends? Any lady friends? <laughs> <laughs> any... <laughs> Any grandchildren in my future? Um, I don't think so right now. <laughs> I will. Oh well. 
trust me, I'll be the first. <laughs> I'll be the first to let you know if I, if that were to be a possibility. I should have you over sometime soon. It's been yeah. a while. I could use some help in the garden. Oh, I may be able to drag these pots around, no problem. But oh, those weeds! Mm. She rubs almost in memory on the lower portion of her back, stretching. If it um, also helps. I was actually able to use one of your prayers the other day. One of my prayers? Yes. Um, the <laughs> goddess actually responded to me. Aridin's left hand. <laughs> yes. Iomide may have gotten the, the lion's share of the glory, but Aridin had numerous devoted servants. I'm glad that she answered. I'm glad too. You're a good boy, Niccolo. <laughs> I think I did good with you. <laughs> Niccolo probably goes red dur. Um, <laughs> yeah. So cute. Thank you, Mama. I suppose you have a, uh, a pleasant dinner with your Mama. <laughs> Imagine probably walking her home since, uh, you know, it is getting later by that point. Yeah. Elsewhere, Cesare getting fitted for a suit. Uh -huh. Beyond that, further to the north with uh, Pietro's closing for the evening. There's a ding ding. As uh, you're not quite closed, but it's getting into that like, all right, we're getting the last of the couple people out of here. <laughs> Vittoria, you've spent a majority of your day. Um, again, fortunately, Pietro uh, and Elena are not necessarily aware of the uh, the hijinks that you've gotten up to the past couple of days. No, in fact, she is very careful to not let them know anything about it. Mm -hmm. Smart. But your uh, your late night escapades and coming back uh, literally bruised and battered from your uh, your bar fight from the night before has them somewhat concerned. She patched herself up before she got home. She well, again, if you're alley. using that's the thing is if you're using medicine, I imagine you know you're know. taking care of that. But I imagine you guys are still just covered in bruises. Yeah, bandages and healing bandages scratches because you're like you're literally using a medical kit. Okay. So it's like oh, long my. sleeves and high collars. That's all I got. Oh, to I say. see. <laughs> Very well, Victoria's going for her conservative look today. Mm. Uh, the door to the coffee house. Pietro's is a pleasant place. It's not nearly as large as Long Road's Coffee House. Long Road's is designed to be kind of this sprawling place where tons of people come in and socialize. This is one of those like small coffee houses. We had the occasion to go to the first Starbucks in Seattle. Imagine something like that, where it's just one long thing, but not packed with 18 billion people trying oh to get God, a picture at the first Starbucks. Oh my God, it's such a tiny <laughs> building. It's such a tiny place. The doorbell rings and you look up to see the, uh, the freshly scarred visage of Morgar as he steps in, shakes back his hood. He glances over the room in pretty much standard fashion. You're not surprised as he walks in. A quick glance, which seems casual, but you note that he immediately identifies exits from the room, checks all of the corners, looks quickly into the faces of the other three patrons still here before he makes his way up towards the counter. Elena glances over towards him, notes him looking towards you and leaves you to take his order as she turns back to the grinding. Back to the grind. <laughs> Back to the grind. Rise and grind. Oh, I want to name a coffee house that now. Mm. Rise and grind. <laughs> Back to the grind. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a good or one. Or rise and grind. Both of those are good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There probably is a rise and grind. Yep. Probably. Morgar makes his way up towards the counter. Nods. Um, a cup of coffee, please. Black. I'll get that started for you. Give it to him on the house. He's probably <laughs> been in four times. <laughs> <laughs> He makes his way over towards one of the tables where he can put his back to the wall. 
sets down. How old is Morgar? Mid-twenties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he sits down in the chair, adjusts position so that his bastard sword doesn't get in the way as he settles down. Suppose you can take his coffee over to him? Yeah, she delivers it. Um, is it all right to talk here, or would you prefer a more private setting? Here's fine. Most of these people will be leaving the next few minutes anyway, so we should be fine. He nuts, tries to nonchalantly sip his coffee, burns his tongue, sets it back down gently, and makes no visible sign other than the slightly reddening of his face. I figure um, uh, Vittoria takes off her apron to kind of show that she's uh, off the clock. <laughs> Elena gives you a nod. Looks over Morgar with some disapproval, considering that he's bruised and scarred with still healing scars down the side of his yeah, face. Yeah, jeez. It's like, wait a second, who are you talking to? He what danger is he going to get you into? You watch as the other patrons kind of chit-chat with one another, get up. You can feel, as Pietro makes his way in from the back, the uh, the guys of Pietro and Elena, like concerned, hovering helicopter parents from across <laughs> the room, softly whispering to one another. Just ignore them. I was going to say, your employers seem to be very uh, interested. Well, they're the closest thing to family that I have, so they're interested. <laughs> I understand. So dare I ask how you received um, your more recent injuries? Let's just say an altercation. <laughs> hmm. Upon leaving the watchtower. Was it uh, voluntary? By departure? Yes. It was an ultimatum. Hmm. I told them what I thought of the situation. I told them that there were many people that thought as I did. I informed our new watch captain that uh, I wanted to see a change in the direction, as did many others who shared my views, and failing that, I would be tendering my resignation. He called my bluff. I guess it wasn't bluff. Uh, they fired me, as opposed to allowing me to resign. And this when I would not give up the others that shared my reservations, uh, apparently spiked gauntlets come with uh, part of the new Datari guard equipment. Oh. He rubs his cheek a little bit. You should see the other guy. <laughs> Do you Date have him. a salve <laughs> that would probably help with the scarring if, if you're interested? Uh, I, uh, I can't exactly afford a priest or apothecary, but uh, if you have it laying around, I would not turn away generosity freely given. So I don't suppose any of this has any connection to the Knight of Ashes? To a degree. <laughs> Seems that everything, honestly, is connected to the Night of Ashes at this point. The restructuring of the government and the change in the Datari. Rizalai Throne removing all of the watch captains and commanders of the Datari to replace them with flunkies and thugs. I suppose it all goes back to that night. But no, no investigation on my part. I've been looking for ways to improve the situation of the city, but I have been failing in that. I was hoping to find and catch this killer. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> There's a murderer down in the nursery. Ah, yes. Recruit Rory. this man! Let's just say I've been Was he the guy down there that we cases. thought was some noble or something? Oh, maybe. <laughs> I'm out of curiosity. Yeah, it was a guy with a sword. Uh. Were you down in the nursery, um... That's Where brilliant. were you on the evening of the 21st? Around 10.15? Uh, Morgoth, were you were you down in the Devil's Nursery on the 4th? 
He glances down, kind of swirls his coffee in a way that obviously he's thinking about exactly how he wants to phrase things. Mm. I've been walking the streets after duck. Yes, no offense, but I think in the devil's nursery you've been adding to the paranoia. The fact is the Tatari wouldn't do anything. And that's, again, part of the reason that I left. Our Love job, it. the whole reason that so many of us joined the Datari, is to protect people. And the fact is, there are some that just want to use it as an authoritarian extension of the government. I believe in the rule of law in this city. Unfortunately, someone seems to have managed to resolve the situation, or so the rumors on the streets go. Uh, However, yes, I do plan I... on returning there this <laughs> evening. I don't think I would bother with that. Um... <laughs> Recruit like, this man! Getting there, gosh, guys! He shuffles his feet a little bit. Unfortunately, I'll be um, returning there regardless. I I can't exactly afford to live in Jarvis's End anymore. And uh, there are some cheaper flop houses down in the Devil's Nursery. Do, do you want to hang around that. with a fairy dragon? <laughs> How about Rexus? <laughs> so, um, and she lowers her voice even more. What if I were to offer you, um, I don't know how to say this, because I'm not usually the one that's good at this. Um, I've recently met some individuals that are very like-minded with you and I, and uh, she, like, glances around all paranoid, and then he just- leans in as if conspiratorial whisper. She doesn't say anything else. She just reaches into her- uh, pocket and pulls out the little silver raven, ah. blocking it from view with her body, oh. and just sets it on the table. Nice. He's gonna be like, what the heck is that? <laughs> like, Do you okay. understand what this means? I understand that this... He picks it up, kind of turns it over in his hand. If this is what I think it is, under Article 52, subparagraph 3, this <laughs> is an illegal magical item. He slides it back across the table to you. And she pockets it. That's been banned since the Chelish Civil War. For reasons I don't completely understand, but I understand are somehow related to... I believe they refer to them as... Chelish loyalists. To the pre-throne rule. I mean, they can call them whatever they like. Um, all I can say is that I have been very displeased with the direction of the city's governance recently and so my compatriots and I are trying to do something about it I don't suppose you would be interested in joining our cause <laughs> he glances down takes a drink of the coffee now that it's cooler I'll admit I'm pretty poor at doing this on my own I'm used to operating as part of a, a group a unit having people to have my back well you would have that if you were to join our organization I suppose yeah. you could call it. And what free room it? and board. <laughs> yes, uh, we also have I don't know about the board being free, but yeah. If um, you'd be interested in that as well. Because again, I, I'm i pretty sure that um, you were considered a suspect very briefly in the Devil's Nursery's murders just because of your very presence. <sighs> and by that, I mean I possibly suspected you because a young tiefling girl may have seen you uh, on the night of one of the murders, which um, we have somewhat solved at this point, uh, by the by. So what you're telling me is your uh, nascent organization has already accomplished what the Datari have refused to. Uh, yes. It was Tooth Fairies, in fact. 
that notwithstanding. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, what, what? How do you arrest toothberries? Miracles. <laughs> Victoria's not good at this, like, social stuff. <laughs> what is your organization's goal? To better Kintago. More precise. I need to know what you're fighting for. Freedom! A Kintago free of thrones. out the thrones. Yes. Ultimately. I think initially the plan is to oust Basilei Throne. <laughs> it's not viable. Not yet. The nation's under martial law. If you remove Throne, then they're just going to replace him. If we oust him and declare independence, possibly. <laughs> Spark off another civil war. Kentargo barely remained standing after the last civil war. Something has to be done. If it continues this way, it... Do you believe that Lord Maribinellis fled the city? No. I don't either. I would think imprisoned, possibly dead. I'm not entirely positive that Barzillai Throne's ascendancy to control over the city is entirely legal. Oh, really? So we could go after it from that direction. Again, this is part of the reason I'm so intent on investigating the locations for the Night of Ashes to find some sort of connection. I feel that this was months in planning. This is not something that someone just shows up and accomplishes. There is something deeper going on. The entire structure of the Tatari's upper upper structure of command was rebuilt, was changed in less than three days. Mm -hmm. It was entirely planned then. I will help you and your order. With the understanding, I will not partake in anarchy. Define anarchy. I won't tear down the city without something to put in its place. I don't think we really intend to tear down anything in that physical respect, if that makes sense. Okay. But we do intend to, again, as I said, the entire intent is to make this city a better place for all. He nods, takes another swig of his coffee. How capable are your, is your organization? One of them wrestled a crocodile to save my life. <laughs> I love that's the go-to right there. I mean, that's probably the first thing that pops into her head. It's the most exciting thing that's ever happened. Yes. Yes. Excellent, yes. Beyond just my uh, walking the streets and serving as Datari guard, I also did instructional training. That would probably be quite beneficial. At the very least, I could teach some of your group these uh, ravens, I guess. The Tengu, technically. Well, no, the Silver Ravens is the name of the organization. Yeah, I know, but I'm just joking in my head. Tatari tactics. Kidding idea. I still have some contacts. Like I said, I was not the only one that wanted to leave. I was just the most vocal or the stupidest, depending on who you ask. Hmm, Well, perhaps this was intended. (laughs) <laughs> Not exactly one to believe in fate, but it does seem coincidental. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If we're building something better, then I'm on board. Welcome aboard, then. Do I need to learn a secret handshake or something? I or? was going to ask, like, do we have a code word to, like, give Laria so that, like, No, but you probably notice? need to take him for coffee after coffee here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Would you say to extending our shift, coffee date? Um, I just need to finish wiping down the tables once the last of the people leave. Would you like to grab a cup of coffee? <laughs> She's very subtle about this. Is that it looks down at his half full coffee mug. <laughs> sure. 
I'll be back then. And this is a like coffee-based rebellion. Redons her, her apron and starts like clearing tables and yeah. One of the questions on the Silver Ravens questionnaire is, do you like coffee? And if the answer is no, you, you like can't coffee. join the rebellion. It's, it's, liter- <laughs> it's literally yes, yes with cream and sugar. <laughs> Decaf only, please, and no. And I'm, I'm pretty we need sure to know your that coffee preferences. Uh, Victoria gets accosted by Pietro and Elena, yeah. and they're like, "Who's this?" Who's you know, and she's like, "It's not what you think." No, no. It's the Eddie Izzard thing. Are we asking a cup of coffee, or is this like a cup of coffee with the King of Burundi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's more than willing to go out, uh, considering that. He has a few coppers left that he could get back and forth across the bridge if he so needs to. Mm. Um, the fact that you're paying for coffee is appreciated since uh, he was not left let go with any form of severance. Well, he has somewhere yeah. to sleep now. Yeah, I mean, yep. there's three Tengu, a fairy dragon, and like one noble that's supposed to be dead in there. But there were four Tengu. <laughs> three or four Tengu. Oh, there were four Tengu. Four. Yeah. Thanks full to your intervention, Trep survived. That's true. <laughs> four Tengu. Yeah, does anybody tell there. me that I should probably bring my med kit the next time I go to Larius? <laughs> we haven't seen you. We haven't seen you. We've all been doing I mean, upon thing. arriving, you would have been informed that uh, the, the, there was a collapse. It's rather obvious. Uh, Ches- or somebody stacked the bricks back up. I think it might have been Chesra. Chesra yeah. did, yeah. Oh, right, because told, I told Niccolo, but I didn't tell you because I didn't have enough ravens. Yeah, I suppose you'd introduce uh, Morgar to Rexus. He was uh, more than willing to probably a little bit more verbosely and possibly more eloquent than you discuss his, uh, I think it was, was it five or six? Oh, it's, five it's plan. Oh, yeah. Seven. plan I yeah. It is a plan. <laughs> the great seven year plan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, five step plan. Mm-hmm. So he's more than happy to go over that in detail. He would mention to uh, Vittoria probably in some hushed tones that uh, there was a collapse. Adria believes that it was not intentional. Cesare seems to think that it might have been. Uh, Victoria immediately goes over and investigates. Victoria's like, I will be the tiebreaker. <laughs> Let's see. Craft or perception? Uh, my craft is higher. But you make your way over, look this over. Rexus stands nearby. Morgar is off in, uh, in the background, chatting it up with uh, the four Tengu, who seem to be rather interested, although Rexus seems to be a little uh, leery of the four uh, admitted thieves and smugglers <laughs> that he's apparently teamed up with here. Yeah, you fine. know. Rexus kind of hovers over your shoulder. I'm inclined myself to think this is also sabotage. Whether it's recent sabotage or previous ownership sabotage, I can't quite tell. I see. Sabotage. Who could have sabotaged it? That's a good question. It's the it's uh, the albino crocodile, clearly. <laughs> that was actually a druid. <laughs> I think perhaps it might be prudent to begin setting up a watch. <laughs> I can. I spend most of my time, however, buried in books and stuff, but I can mention it to the uh, the Fushi sisters, although they've been out trying to find out oh, what's going on with that mysterious man in Devil's Nursery that you uh, sent them all to investigate. You can close that case because I, I have solved it. Uh, it turns out uh, that that person was Morgar intending to um, actually solve the Devil's Nursery uh, murders, which yeah. we did for him. Morgar notes the two of you watching from across the room just kind of awkwardly waves. (laughs) It's me! (laughs) He seems nice. Uh, He was one of my Tatari contacts before being ousted from the Tatari, so Uh. um, he knows his stuff. Mm. He says he'd be willing to train whoever we recruit in Tatari tactics as well. So that should be helpful. Right. Uh, I'll keep an eye out. 
He says this with the double meaning. Hmm. Okay. Uh, for both the saboteur as well as uh, your new Datari that you brought oh, down yeah, here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It'll be nice yeah. to have more company. Um, the, the Fushi sisters are very nice. However, there's only so much I can really hear about exploits in taverns across the inner sea and uh, <laughs> uh, various close calls with privateers and uh, other um, law enforcement before it gets... Uh, it's a little outside of my wheelhouse, if you will. So uh, maybe having another revolutionary-minded individual to uh, to speak with. Uh, I uh, How have you been coming with any of the translations? Uh, I am starting to make some progress. Uh, I'm hoping by the time that we reconvene on uh, this coming Sunday, I'm sure that I'll have something. Good to know. There's so, Unfortunately, some of this is just... Some of it's useful, some of it is wasted paper and uh I'm, it's getting a little difficult to tell the difference between them do you have all of the resources you need or do you, we perhaps need to go out and get something for you no i think that i've got uh everything that i need here um yeah unfortunately i, I know that i'm probably the only one that's that understands all the languages necessary to translate this uh, otherwise an extra pair of eyes would be nice but uh, sadly i never learned strix uh, it's an amazing language i could teach it to you sometime I would enjoy that, yes. As a very deep, um, Strix poetry is something to be almost felt more than heard. Hmm. I highly suggest it. I'm excited to learn. I'd be happy to... No, I suppose they're they're all burned now. Uh, I had a poetry book, but... uh, It may have survived, so when we go investigate your family's household, I will keep an eye out for you. There's a slight change in his demeanor. Are you are you intending to do that soon? We are going to investigate the remains of the Thrashing Badger because some of the Rose Cult members um, may have been there. And if I remember, is that the same? That's where that's the, the instruments same. are. It, but is that the same cult that his mom was part of? No, no, Malani. his mother no. was part of the Order of Archivists. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So um, this Rose Cult's a Milani cult. Yes, we're going to investigate that first. But I am pressing to investigate um, all of the um, Night of Ashes locations. Of course, no. I, I, I don't mean to imply any preferential treatment or, or that you should move my uh, family's estate forward. Just, uh, I'm very interested when... Uh, I promise you, Rexis, that we will go and investigate and hopefully get some answers for you. He nods. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that, Victoria. Of course. Yeah, I think unless something comes up, we should probably hit up his house after the Thrashing Badger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, you know, turns. Uh, Morgar, I can I can show you to... Uh, well, we don't really have bedrooms so much as uh, dividing curtains uh, and bunk beds. So I can show you to your, your bunk. Uh, if you want, you're welcome to share a bunk. My bunk room. I mean, if you'd like, I, I'm more than happy to, to talk. I... I've uh, secured, fortunately with Laurie, I've secured a chessboard if you are uh, a player. Okay, that's cute too. <laughs> Morgar smiles, nods. Are you already shipping people? Is that everyone. what's happening right now? Everybody's <laughs> shipping, shipping everyone. everyone. <laughs> uh, I've been known to uh, to play the game of Kings before, so uh, I'd be happy to. Yay! And uh, if there's a board up here or anything like that, I can uh, get together or everyone and try to establish maybe a training regiment. I think if we're going to be doing something a little bit more martial here, we should probably have a workout routine and uh, maybe 
a proper diet for everyone. Um, one step at a time, Morgan. One step at a time. Mostly coffee right now is what and we're donuts. Drinking, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> coffee, pastries. They vary it up, not just donuts. You know. Yes, uh, I think a diet of coffee and pastries is not going to be exactly what we need for uh, what fueling a rebellion. <laughs> I but, quit. Um, <laughs> is out. Yeah, no, we're done. So, so we're building. We're building a workout room. We're building a kitchen. Mm-hmm. We need another hideout. And I have to build a sauna so that everybody can like steam out at the end. You know. <laughs> Chess race like workout. You guys are funny. He's <laughs> like, I'll work out my finger muscles when I pass my I just love the idea of watching Chesare try to do a push up. Chesare just oh. has one of those hand things because he just needs to be able to waggle <laughs> his fingers. The, the finger, the dexterity, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. When you guys reach uh, fifth level, I believe you get a plus two in four stats of your choice, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which means that no matter what Chesare wants to do, he will be forced one. to improve one of his three physical stats at mm. some point. Uh-huh. <laughs> so at the very least, he can work on the balance beam if he wants to up his dexterity or something. Yeah. He's got a dexterity of 14. He's pretty dexterous. Con, are you going to come down here and do some cardio with Morgar? Up your con. <laughs> Vittorial, you know, get some weights going. <laughs> Ooh, can we get Raven a little, um, like a little whistle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some leg warmers. <laughs> She just yowls like a fire alarm. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going, keep going. Feel the burn. Uh, This is the life. I don't have to do anything. (laughs) While she's lounging. (laughs) Looking great, guys. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But elsewhere, uh, Cesare, you get suited for your date. Oh, Uh, man. That evening, you attend a, uh, a rather interesting show that we will not go into the details of which because we are a, uh, a family friendly show here <laughs> and not at the three-legged devil <laughs> yes hey you know what a lot of burlesque shows never really in this, show. in this case it, it is it is not full nudity it okay. is just men with washboard abs <laughs> cesare is not upset this. by this <laughs> <laughs> uh, after that you go to one of the local establishments the devil fish delight is everything Noticing in the Devil's Nursery in named Devil something something They're something? They're very inventive. <laughs> <laughs> Might They're as well lean into, into it. it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, in this case, it does have a uh, you know a cartoonish design. It has one of those signs up front that has a cartoonish design of a devilfish, which actually looks more like a really spiny octopus. Uh, but in the process of uh, crushing a ship, nice. you guess that's the delight. You're not entirely positive. His ship <laughs> is a dark shade of brown, so it might be a chocolate ship. You're not sure. Mm. <laughs> you don't even know if Devilfish mm. likes chocolate. It's a fondue chocolate. place. Little did you know. It's a yep. fondue place. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, it is a fondue place. Oh my gosh, fondue. Like really? We're gonna do fondue sometime, y'all. Yeah. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Cesare in this uh, this fine midnight blue and uh, silver yeah. ensemble. And of course, uh, a, a matching ensemble just offset, just basically reversed of silver with midnight blue accents. Oh, matching. We're fancy. Yep. For Hedeman. Gonna be the talk you... of the town. <laughs> Who's Hedeman's new boy? <laughs> mm-hmm. You sit at a table near the windows that overlook the street outside as the uh, the sun sets in full. People making their way to and for along the busy street that runs uh Pretty much the entire length of the uh, the island here from Bleak Bridge all the way down past Hedeman's establishment. The room is mostly in bright cherry woods. The entirety of the place well lit by numerous lanterns and a single chandelier. Not a fancy, fancy chandelier, but kind of a nice... 
nice one uh, towards the center of the room that hangs over a large circular tank wherein no devilfish swim. However, there are a fair number of other fish that primarily swim in there. Uh, there are also a large number of crustaceans. It's one of those places where you can choose which one to die. Aww. Mm. <laughs> awful. But also, I'm kind of hungry. Yeah. <laughs> mm, As a side note, Hedeman's a vegetarian. But... Oh, okay. Vegetarian or pescatarian? No, no. Vegetarian. Well, I just figured he took him to a fish place. Maybe he's pescatarian. Nope. Cesare eats fish, and then he's gonna have to order something for Raven. She finds out he went to go. She finds out he went to a f- fish place and didn't bring her anything. Oh my god! She'll <laughs> smell it on your breath. She'll know the moment you walk in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she will know. There are a wide number of people here. Again, you're not in Devil's Nursery at this point. You are in the Red Roof District still. Mm-hmm. But again, the money is actually flowing back into this area, and you see that there are some a exceptionally skilled tiefling violinist plays off towards the side, filling the room with the soft melodic sound of the violin as you sit back and enjoy fine company and fine food uh, as the food here is exceptional. It's fancy. I imagine it's mostly been a polite conversation throughout the, uh, the evening up until this point, but now it's like you're a couple drinks in and getting a little bit more relaxed. <laughs> uh Oh, despite being a vegetarian, it still drinks. Mm. I particularly enjoy the wine here. It is a very nice restaurant. Taldane Red is uh, a personal vice. He smiles. Files that information back for later. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're, you're sitting there and you're like, I got to introduce this guy to some elven wine. Blow his mind. (laughs) So, Professor, that's really just it. I find it curious. What curious? I mean, a man of your talents. At your very fingertip, you control... uh, I suppose it would be easy to say the fundamental laws of reality and shape them to your will, and yet you decide to pursue a career of trying to fill the brains of oftentimes, uh, I imagine, some insolent children, as I was one not too long ago. It depends on how high of a station their family is from, to be perfectly honest. But it's not exactly like you can go around saying, I'm a wizard, hire me to do things. Can't you? Not with my skill. Maybe if I ever learned to craft magic items or something like that. Hmm. So why a teacher? It seemed like a good idea at the time. And I do enjoy (laughs) it. (laughs) I was 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 going to say the phrasing of that. I was like, oh, she hates me. Or he hates being a teacher. Oh, my. I, I do enjoy it, though. And my mother was a teacher at the academy before she returned to Kionan. So. Really? Yes, she thought the uh, magic. I see. I understand the school doesn't. Uh, well, I read recently that the school's opening itself back up to magical instruction. I don't have any. Well, I teach a course about elven magic, but I don't actually teach magic, just the principles behind it. So you got into teaching because of your mother? I got into teaching because when I returned to Kentargo, my uh, sister in law would only let me stay with her for so long. And it seemed like the best use of my skills. Did you go to the academy when you were younger? No, no. <laughs> Cesare smiles. Cesare's was... like, not that, not that rag of a school. No. <laughs> I, uh, I was, well, to put it bluntly, a spoiled brat when I was younger. I see. How's your exceptionally expensive wine? <laughs> It is, it is very good, thank you. 
And you were born here? Yes. Born in Redroof, actually. Not the nursery. Hmm. My father was not uh, forced to live there. My father's human. Mm. I don't know my mother. Never did. I'm sorry. That's unfortunate. Uh, from what I understand, I'm not missing much. My father never spoke much of her. I understand that they had a, a short relationship, and then, uh, I guess nine months later or so, I was dropped on his doorstep. He raised me as a single father. Either she was so fantastic during their short period of time that he never found someone that measured up, or she spoiled the lot for him. I'm not quite positive which. But my father was a loving man. He was an amazing man. He taught me everything I know. I was threading needles since I was four years old. I made my first outfit for myself. It was atrocious. I still have it. <laughs> when I was six. I think awesome. I might like to see that. <laughs> Suffice it to say, it looks something more akin to a, uh, a child covering himself in glue and rolling around inside of a, a batch of laundry than anything really approaching my standards these days. But. So it's about what it looks like when I make something now. <laughs> <laughs> my father and I were content. I had a wonderful childhood. When I was 10, he became sick. And... Uh, by 14, I was running the shop myself. I actually became quite skilled in medicinal arts. I did what I could to help my father. Most of our money went back into that. And then when other people became sick or ill, I went and helped them because I realized that the, the churches on the hill, the temples, didn't care about the nursery, the red roof, even though they could see us literally from their windows. I did what I could to help. But I realized something important, actually, when I was very young. Good intentions can only get you so far. That is true. So, I did what I could to improve my own skills. And as time passed, I got better and better and better at making my, uh, my more avant-garde outfits, if you will. <laughs> From what I understand, they were featured. Uh, on the bony shoulders of one thrune or another in West Crown. <laughs> and after that, I began receiving orders from outside of the city, and the moment it became popular in the South, of course, it exploded in popularity here. I went from making outfits for the back line and the chorus girls of one performance or another in the opera to instead headline performances. I think it was stated at one time in the paper that there was an opera performance, I believe it was in Oh, 07 that there was not a person in the house not wearing my clothing <laughs> wow. stage or otherwise impressive that is quite impressive it's true I could be a very rich man I am a rich man but I could be a very rich man but as much as it is a black hole at times a bottomless pit throwing funds into trying to improve and trying to keep Red Roof going I feel that it is money well spent. However, of course, that doesn't really change the base nature of what I'm dealing with. Racism, classism, an uncaring system that forgets the weakest and the most downtrodden. Yes, well, at least now some of us are trying to fix it. I understand that there are individuals in the city endeavoring their best to do something about it. 
secretive, shadowed, handsomely cut people <laughs> striking from the darkness. Cesare nice. <laughs> smiles. Did you work closely with anyone at the upper houses, or did you just deliver the clothing there? I just ask, my my sister-in-law is one of the costume designers there. She does makeup and hair as well. You might have known her in passing. What was her name? Uh, Kalanis. She's Kalanis. an elf. Narrow frame, high cheekbones, piercing gaze. Cesare nods. I am familiar with her. I used her as a... Um, a stand-in, if you will. Her build and Shinsen's, the opera performer. You may be familiar mm. with her. I've they heard. a very similar build, and so uh, I've helped her a couple of times fit clothing when Shinsen was too busy with her other Serenite things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't exactly... Well, I suppose that's neither here nor there. She's dead now, or missing, which may as well be the same. Along with many others, unfortunately. It's true. People might be looking into that, too. I'd be intrigued to see what you uncover. I do like seeing what is covered. Just a right smile. <laughs> <Innuendo. laughs> and nice. takes a sip of wine. <laughs> I think you killed Ross. A little bit. <laughs> well, here's to dreams, then. He raises his wine glass up. I dream of a better future for... My people, those like me, but by extension, this whole city. Cantargo was built on dreams. Mm, the dreams. You're much more eloquent than I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just the, the nattering and the vapid words of uh, experience. Years amongst the nobility teaches you to just say a lot of things until something impressive finally <laughs> strikes their ears. <laughs> It's nice being able to speak with someone real for a change. I've enjoyed this evening. Yes, have I. I'm very interested to see where this um, arrangement goes. Cesare smiles. Agreed. My place or yours? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to picture Cesare sneaking Hanneman out of university in the morning. <laughs> Yes. Are you making Hanneman or, or Hanneman do the uh, yeah. walk of shame? Oh. Well, if it's my place. <laughs> well, y'all are closer to his place. Yeah. Yeah. His pla and you don't have to pay a copper. It's true. I have to pay a <laughs> copper regardless. But you both place. don't have to pay a copper. <laughs> He's going to go he back. He pays eventually. for dinner. <laughs> I'll order something for Raven and I'll pay for that myself. <laughs> Very well. You make your way back out onto the front steps to send down. A few carriages line here. He looks up towards the uh, the rising moon. The evening's grown late. It has. You should return before you get into too much trouble. No need to draw undue attention to yourself. I would never do anything to get into any trouble whatsoever at all. Roll a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> May I be blunt with you? Of course. I have been burned on numerous occasions by a variety of people. It makes me somewhat slow to trust. Understandable. But I had a very enjoyable evening. He leans forward, kisses your cheek. Aww, Aww. Oh, it's so sweet. <laughs> I hope you have the same. I did. Well then, 
We'll have to do this again sometime soon. Mm, agreed. I will be in touch. Cesare smiles. <laughs> <laughs> do you need another card? He flicks his wrist as one appears in his hand. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> I think I know where to find you, but Cesare will take the card. <laughs> I should hope so. I see a very fruitful endeavor between us. There are many things wrong in this city. Perhaps it just needs the right, exceptionally well-dressed man for the job. <laughs> oh, well. he's going to deck you out with full outfits. It needs a, I, a squad, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, deck the squad. Everyone's got a new muse. I uh, simply hope that I am up to the task. Might need someone to keep me in check. Interesting. <laughs> I'm very skilled at keeping a, a well-organized endeavor running. <laughs> Perhaps there is a way that I can assist you and your friends. Head of operations. <laughs> Codename quartermaster. <laughs> yes, there you go, quartermaster. And I wouldn't mind the company that that entails. Of course, any help would be appreciated. That's one way to recruit. <laughs> Date night. Also yep. recruitment night. <laughs> yes. Allow me to buy you a carriage to take you home. You don't have to do Whoa. that. I can, I can walk. Not like buy an entire carriage. But <laughs> I know, but carriage. still. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let me buy you a carriage and these horses and this. <laughs> hire this gentleman to drive you. <laughs> you, sir, can you drive a carriage? Uh, I think so. Good, you're hired. <laughs> Take me home, Pennyworth. I don't know what your name was before, but it's Pennyworth now. <laughs> Take I don't me home, Copperworth. <laughs> Thank you for. A lovely evening. I look forward to the next. I look forward to hearing more of your exploits. Professor. <laughs> I suppose you retire for the evening. Uh, did you guys have a plan for when you wanted to uh, assemble again? I mean, Cesare goes home and gives Raven her fish so she doesn't get killed in the in the night. Depending on what time you got back, I mean, we could have assembled. Uh, it's close but to I curfew. Think, yeah, I was going to say, given it's close to curfew and you, know, you were on morning. date night, we probably move it to the next night and then we'll go investigate. Or next the, night, uh, yeah. I don't badger. know what time uh, Cesare's classes are. but Cesare's free by around 6.30 in the evening every night. His classes are in the afternoon. And, I mean, mm. that gives us a couple hours before. Yeah, dark that enough. should be enough time to investigate. I don't know yeah. how much is going to actually be there. Well, we'll see. So uh, I suppose then... You all rest up for that evening, awaken the following day, go about your pouring coffee, pouring knowledge into brains, pouring gla molten glass into a blower, pouring <laughs> people into jobs, <laughs> pouring <laughs> coins into, into a cash register. Mm -hmm. All of your various jobs. Again, it's that odd thing of doing a city adventure where everyone's like, well, I've got actually a job to do, so. I was going to say, I got rent yeah. to pay. I got to actually, like, you know, make some coin. And at that point, you guys are coordinating, like, a you know a Pathfinder group where it's like, okay, I'm free this day, this day, this day. Not that day because I've got a birthday party. No, I've got uh, a con I've got, I can't do that day. I've got a conflict. Cesare yeah. probably just posted his class schedule at the hideout. Let's be real. Nice. <laughs> you know? I imagine that all of you decide to meet at the Long Roads Coffee House. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Make your way downstairs. Find uh, Rexus is in the uh, the process of uh, still organizing papers and all the rest of that. He's basically just surrounded himself with an entire mountain of papers with all the papers from that book and seems to be trying his best to uh, find some way to organize them. Uh, for wow. all of you, I, th I can't remember if all of you noted, or it might have just been Niccolo. Who all noted um, 
Morgar when you guys were at the tavern. I don't think it was the entire group. Nicolo I did. I know Nicolo did. Uh, yeah, there's a new guy down here, which all of you recognize from the tavern previously. Uh, Morgar is sitting uh, cross-legged near the collapse section uh, in the process of uh, seeing which bricks are still decent, which ones aren't. It looks like Laria has secured some more mortar. Mm. Adria, like, nudges Nicolo and then, like, waggles her eyebrows. The man stands to his feet. Sort of what? <laughs> makes his way forward, okay. extends a hand. Morgar Mantha, you must be the rest of these ravens. Yes, uh, mm -hmm. Nicolo, Nicoloita. Nice to Adria? meet you. If, if you don't mind me asking, how'd you get down here? Oh, I'm sure uh, that uh, Victoria recruited him, right? Wait, what? Yeah, you didn't actually tell us you did, so... Mm -hmm. Well, this is the first time I've seen you guys. <laughs> I know, but you could have said that's why the chi is like, who's this guy? <laughs> to one she person. Yeah, she was like, him. this is the guy she was flirting with at the bar. Remember? Yeah. Um, the one I was speaking with at the bar. Yeah, yes. Um, everyone, this is Morgamanthai. He and I consulted on several cases before. Oh, um, all right. So you're something of a detective. This. I was a Datari. You were a what? A former now. Former now. Okay, that's better. Nicola will sense motive the guy. Yeah, I do. I also wish yes. like, this guy is motive the law. sensing go. We're all like we look around at the smugglers like. We're we're gonna have to have like a recruitment newsletter that goes out that says, yeah, "Hey, probably. we've got a new joiner. Everybody say hello to we use, uh, uh, Morgar." I like how y'all are all doing this, even though at the time y'all were like, "Recruit him!" We the players. Were. <laughs> we I know, players. I know, but I just find it funny. <laughs> uh, we'll do the phone tree of ravens to send you know announcements. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, according to Morgar, there has been a rather large shift in um, order, I suppose. Amongst the Datari? Sure. Mm, interesting. Okay, like order in what way? As in most of the people that actually want to do anything good have been ousted. Mm -mm -mm. That makes sense. Huh. The So um we can expect the, the Datari the are gonna be was, even more ruthless than before. The guard was restructured. Well, restructured might not be the proper term. The head of the guard was cut off. We went through a a scouring hmm. under Brazilite thrones. Inquisitors. Every member of the Datari were required to be interviewed by an Inquisitor of Asmodeus following Whoa. his ascendancy to position of power. Hmm. Most of the Datari commanders have been replaced with loyal soldiers either brought in to the city by throne from further afield West Crown and Agorian. Their new Agorian. leader, in fact, is the Duxitas. Vanessa's Trex. Hmm. She demands absolute and unquestioning. Is she the one that we almost that almost got killed officers. with a dagger in the neck? I hadn't heard anything about that. Hmm. Our leadership is broken. I suppose more accurately, their leadership is broken. I can't really consider myself to be a member any longer. I confronted my higher ups, and then I was told that I no longer possessed the fortitude to be a member of the Datari. Hmm. I'm guessing they told you in a way that left a mark. <laughs> he rubs at his cheek. <sighs> yes. I understand that everything that is going on is within the bounds of martial law. But Cantargo is not part of the glorious reclamation. We aren't rebels here. I suppose until now. <sighs> but still not the glorious reclamation. Yes. And as such, there 
incorporation of inquisitors into the Datari, which is an active pursuit now. They're seizing of assets across the city, which is going on as we speak, as Wait, they're what? using trumped up, trumped up tax charges to seize various businesses. Hmm. The recognition of this group of militia thugs hmm. and incorporating them into the Datari's plans allowing them to have a representative this Tombus Regerius who seems to be in charge of the Chellist Citizens group I can't agree with what they're doing many Datari feel the same way I've wanted to speak with you because I think that this is important I have agreed to assist you. I think I could be of great assistance to you. I'm aware of the Datari. I know their tactics. Knew their tactics. I imagine that they'll be more bloodthirsty than before. Mm. There are some men that are just trying to maintain order. The men and women of the Datari have done their best to keep the city safe for generations. There are some that will revel in this opportunity to brutalize and take advantage of this new, harsher government. But there are some that are out there just trying to do good. I pray that you'll keep that in mind if you come head-to-head -head with the Tatari. Well, if we do everything right, hopefully we never run into the Tatari. The chances of us doing everything right are very, very slim. Well, with that attitude, they are. <laughs> I hadn't realized exactly how young and idealistic some of the members here might be. But... Cesare snorts at the idea of being young. No, that was mostly directed towards Lucia. <laughs> a naive Lucia. statement, and also the only one who's younger than him, I think. Is Vittoria younger than him? Vittoria's younger, I think. I can't remember exactly what age she is. I think she's like 23, 24. Oh, okay. So, yeah. But I'm idealistic because I'm still a teenager, so. Mistakes happen, Lucia. Moreover, the more we do, the more attention we will draw to ourselves eventually. There will be a time where people will know who we are. There won't be much we can do about it, except for give up, which I don't intend to do. Mm -hmm. Common statements to the contrary, the Datari are not incompetent. Some of you are. are <laughs> Nicolo actually does laugh at this. Yes, Adrian grins, the biggest grin. I mean, Victoria's going by, like, you know, because she helped out in, like, neighborhood cases and stuff, and so she was just like, yeah, no, y'all, not all y'all are good. I think that you're... <laughs> taking the right tack here. I spoke with Rexus and he seems to he's told me that you're taking a very cautious approach to your rebellion, your movements. It's probably the best option that you could have chosen so I applaud your actions already. Yeah, you can't stop taking things on face to face until you're ready. And we certainly ain't ready. I've also begun to talk to Rexus as I seem to have a somewhat firmer understanding of the laws here than perhaps he does. Just understand that as long as martial law is in effect there is a great deal of leeway. Certain rights of property and privacy are suspended. And Thrun has brought his own inquisitors and priests capable of a variety of divinations. It is best to leave as little evidence of your movements as possible, which is why I applaud you for not attempting to take credit for, uh, from what I understand, bringing down a variety of tooth fairies. So I think that I'm in the right place. And I know that I'm probably going to be the least trusted person here, but uh, uh, I'll do what right. I can to dissuade that. With you being former Datari, you would know their tactics, right? So, like, if they're going to investigate us, aside from all the new people that are in there, 
you'd at least know what like your normal guards are going to be looking for that might actually help us true once it gets into contacting the hells for questions and things like that once you bring in devil priests i have no idea what they're going to be doing but well hopefully my skills and my magic will continue to improve and i can eventually cast some wards you know you gotta knock the rust off i found speaking of uh i've got a sign-in sheet that rex has set up for me for uh daily workout routines as well as uh dietary suggestions i think that all of you if you're going to be doing some more action here we'll need to probably up your your intake your calorie intake not oh too my much, gosh he's a I personal trainer i look at cesare who's also i think i think you're older than me we're the oldest people <laughs> in the group i'm just like nah <laughs> cesare reaches a hand up and puts it on raven's you know neck like in scritching her so they can speak telepathically He's very amusing, at least. Yeah, I don't work out. <laughs> Gosh, I'm just all naturally right, all this right. fit. Who, who's Morgar played by? Because it's got to be somebody who's ripped. Uh, Mor- Morgar is played by a uh, friend of the podcast, Joe. Oh, <laughs> Josh, he's Jeff! He's Joe! He's Joe! I love it! Okay, I so for- I don't think Ross has had an opportunity to meet Joe. I've but, met him a couple uh, of times. Joe is, I I like, Joe is yeah. my buddy from my former workplace. I love him. He's so great. Yes, and he's, he's, he's very. He, much like Morgar, is uh, is very into uh, uh, meal planning uh, what is, what is and CrossFit. Uh, CrossFit, yeah, very into really CrossFit. He's very much. I a, feel like I need to text Joe now and tell him trainer. that he has absolutely text Joe. You said friend of Joe, and I went. We know Joe Manganiello. Friend of the podcast, Joe Mantadella. Cesare glances over at this list and yeah, no, no, yeah, sorry, not doing that. (laughs) Nicola looks over at Morgar, holds out a hand. If Vittoria thinks that you're a good fit here, then I'll agree. Welcome to the team. He takes your hand, nods. I don't ask you to take her word for it. I'll prove it. You better. And just so we're all real clear, fighting a revolution means you gotta break laws, and you're okay with that as long as we're not hurting anybody. I understand the need to break laws. All right. For the purpose of reestablishing order and bringing peace back to the city. For everyone. For not everyone. Just certain groups. Mm. And and let's let's just address the elephant in the room. We all know that like the thrones and the people that are supporting them possibly are going to get hurt in this, and that's kind of okay. I don't condone assassination, but... No, no, no I'm not saying we're going to assassinate anybody. I'm just saying, like, you I'm know... just saying we're going to kill Barzillai Throat. <laughs> and or at least, you know, strip him down and march him out I'm of the city. I'm just saying, you know? barring a way of convincing them to leave on their own accord, huh. we're going to have to force them. Nicola Talk. leans over to Vittoria. Yes, very idealistic, I think. In my opinion. <laughs> yes, too. In my firm opinion. Barzillai Throne and his agents are an occupying force. I love the phrasing of that. We will do what we must. But I'm still not going to exercise. Well, no. no we're going to practice <laughs> exercise for all of us. I've got so much at least, energy. At least cut out some carbs. Or... 
<laughs> okay, I love that. I love but, that it just went from Hedeman being like, "You are a beautiful man," <laughs> to him being like, "You could stand to lose a few." <laughs> I'm just saying, when you reach for a loaf of bread, you could reach for a carrot. Uh, uh, I reach into my mom bag and pull out a muffin and hand it to Cesare. So yeah, you reach into your bag, you pull him? out a muffin, you hand it over to Cesare. There's a freeze frame. And we'll pick it up next time. <laughs> <laughs> and then plays the comedic music as it like fades out. Yeah. Oh, Morgar. <laughs> That's oh, our Morgar. We come back next oh, episode. Man. Lucia's just like ripped. Lucia's ripped and also like uh, our little uh, fairy dragon friend is like doing curls, like bicep curls. <laughs> Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath.